This is the Tao of Christ, and I am Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. Others call it non-dual awareness, liberation, enlightenment, or spiritual awakening. It is the heart of all spiritual traditions. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning. This is Marshall Davis. I had a dream the other night, and I would like to start this episode by sharing it. Now, I know that dreams tend to be boring to everyone except the one who has the dream. At least that's the way I feel about others' dreams. My wife can tell you how my eyes glaze over as soon as she begins to share her our most recent nocturnal adventure. So forgive me in advance if I bore you. But you see, for the one doing the dreaming, the dream is captivating. Especially while you're dreaming and even immediately after you wake up and it's fresh in your mind before you start to, to think about it and realize that a lot of the things in the dream really don't make a lot of sense. But at the time, Dreams feel as real as what we tend to call real life. Well, I have a recurring dream. I have had it for years. In the dream I am in college and I am struggling to graduate. I keep forgetting that I am registered for certain classes until it's too late. I forget to attend class, forget to take exams, forget to hand in my assignments, and so I, I fail. And that happens over and over again. I never have enough credits to graduate. I am an eternal student, always studying but never graduating. I think it's my version of hell or purgatory or reincarnation. In the most recent version of the dream, I am 70 years old and I'm still in college, unable to graduate. That kind of sounds like hell. Now, please don't shrink me. Or send me your theories and your interpretations about what the dream means. I've psychoanalyzed myself enough times. Well, I had the same dream the other night, but this time it was different. This time I woke up within the dream. While in the dream, I realized it was the dream. And in the dream, I went to my faculty advisor and told him that I had woken up and that we were living in a dream. And he listened to me and he thought it was interesting and he asked me to share my theory with one of his classes. So we went together to his class and I told the students that their lives were a dream and that college was a dream and I told them to wake up. And as I was saying this to the students, I was aware that I was dreaming and that they were actually dream people. Now, some people call this lucid dreaming. It means that you can guide the dream to a certain extent, and so I did. I told the class that I was going to prove to them that this was a dream. And so then, I woke up. And of course, they disappeared. And of course, I didn't know it was a dream because they disappeared. And I woke up in my bed, and I lay there in bed in my home here 
pondering the dream and of course my mind went immediately to the idea that I was still in a dream. Now I am well aware of the spiritual concept that our waking world is itself a dream. This is a theme found in the religions of the world. In Hindu mythology, Vishnu dreams the universe into reality and they call this world Maya or illusion. And the Buddha is said to have awakened from this dream. That's why he's called the awakened one. So while this dream was fresh in my mind, I lay there in bed, half asleep, pondering this whole idea of Maya and illusion and that this world is really kind of like a dream. And I thought of the Taoist philosopher Zhuangzi, musing whether he was a man dreaming he was a butterfly or a butterfly dreaming he was a man. One of the best recent explorations of the subject is the film Inception starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Edgar Allan Poe has a poem about this entitled A Dream Within a Dream which ends with this line Is all that we see or seem but a dream within a dream? So this idea that I'm voicing now is not new, it's certainly not original with me and I imagine that Every college student discusses deep thoughts like this with his or her friends late into the night. If students still do that type of thing, like, like I used to do 50 years ago when I was in college. That morning, when I lay in bed thinking about waking up from a dream within a dream, I asked myself, in what sense can we say that this waking world that we live in is a dream. When you look at it carefully, this world does not seem to be a dream in the same sense that my lucid dream was. When you're in a dream, everything makes sense, but when you wake up, it doesn't, and you realize how irrational everything is. This conscious world seems different. I know that that can be kind of contradictory because it always seems different when you're in it, but anyway, it does seem different. It can be explored rationally through science and, and reason. So I think it's not an exact parallel to say that this world is a dream. It's a metaphor. We're not now in a dream in the same way that I was in a dream the other night dreaming I was in college while knowing that I was dreaming. Yet in another sense, we can say that this world is has some of the characteristics of a dream. It is obvious to me that the world as we see it is a product of our brains informed by our five senses. We don't see the world as it really is. And what we see is real only insofar as our senses accurately access to reality and our brain can process it accurately. And it seems clear to me that these perceptions and these interpretations of the universe are imperfect at best. Think of all that we are missing because we only have five senses. What if we had 10 or 20? And do you think about the limits of the senses that we do have? How much more that we could see if our eyes could see other bandwidths and, and hear and, and so forth. 
What could other senses pick up that we cannot even conceive of? And how would that perception of reality change what we think is real and what's not? And they add to that all the other dimensions that are out there, the science physicists say there, there are, that we can't access. It doesn't take too much thinking along these lines to realize that what we call the real world is mostly a product of our limited and imperfect senses interpreted by a very limited and imperfect brain that is rational only when it's trained to be so, and even then it's only partially so. So it's obvious to me that this reality has many of the characteristics of a dream. So as the song says, we row, row, row our boats gently down the stream, merrily, hopefully, for life is but a dream. In, in the Bible, this world is not depicted as a dream the way it is in some Hindu mythology. It's not seen as an illusion the way it is in, in, in Hinduism. In the Hebrew Bible, God is not sleeping and dreaming this world like Vishnu. In the biblical creation story, God is awake and he thinks the world into being. That is the description of creation in Genesis. God speaks and the universe pops into existence. Every part of the cosmos is depicted in that story as a word spoken by God. The physical world is, you could say, the word of God. And every part of it, you could say, are words of God. And words, as we know, are simply ideas that are expressed. So that's what the, the universe is. It's, it's an idea, a collection of ideas in the mind of God. So that's how I see the Bible picturing it. And that's what it means to say that we are in the mind of God. So in a sense... The world is not real, but in a sense it is, because the mind of God is real. You can't get any realer than God. God is a definition of real. For that reason, I and Christians say that the world is real, while at the same time saying it's not really what we think it is, and that it is all in the mind of God. It's real but only as an expression of the imagination of God. In essence, we are figments of God's imagination, we could say. Which means that insofar as we are real, we are the mind of God. Our outward nature, our bodies and our brains are expressions of the mind of God. You could say that we are works of art. That's the way that Genesis pictures creation in the second creation story. In chapter 2, God is pictured as a potter, a craftsman, fashioning humans out of his imagination. And to wake up to this reality, that this is what the universe we really are, is what the Apostle Paul means when he says that we have the mind of Christ. Spiritual awakening is connecting to the mind of God who creates this reality. And it is realizing that really there is only one mind and that is the mind of God. And we participate in and share that divine mind. Jesus of Nazareth knew this mind. 
That is what's called the mind of Christ. And Paul says, we have the mind of Christ. So human and divine meet here and are seen to be one. Back to my dream. Life, you could say, is like my dream. We keep on trying to get it right. And we keep failing. Always learning. Never graduating. Perhaps one lifetime, as we say in Western religions, or many lifetimes, as I say in Eastern religions, until one day we wake up. That's life. So you see, I have been interpreting my dream and psychoanalyzing my dream. So again, are we in a dream? In a sense, yes, but not in a sci-fi sort of way, not like Leonardo in Inception or Kino Reeves in The Matrix. When we spiritually wake up, we do not find ourselves in a pod of goo connected to wires. The idea of the world as a dream is a helpful metaphor, but we must not mistake the metaphor for being what it really is. We must not take it literally. Yet in a sense we are deceived by our senses and our minds. We live in a world that is formed by our senses and mind, and we are convinced that this is the totality of reality. It's not. The way I see it, we start dreaming as soon as we are born, or maybe shortly after that, when we're going through early childhood, and that dream becomes more and more convincing. We buy into it more and more as we get older. We awake fully to our pre-birth nature when we physically die, but we can awake beforehand. We can awake now within the dream. We realize that this world is not what we thought it was, and we are not what we thought we were. We can see through the dream while being in it. That shift in perspective changes everything. We know that everything proceeds from God, which means that everything is God. There's nothing apart from God. There is no separate existence. There is just God who is this, and which makes it all beautiful. As Ecclesiastes says, God makes everything beautiful in its time. Our thoughts are God's thoughts. God's thoughts are our thoughts. God is living in and through us. Life is a story written by the author of creation. You could say it's like a film directed and produced and played, all the parts played by the author. Life is a work of art by the divine artist. In our deepest sense, this whole is what we are. And to see this while being in this still is spiritual awakening or salvation or liberation. It is eternal life now. That is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net.
My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.